You know, last week I said it was getting late early. And at that point it was. Tonight, the lights are out. It's over. It's done with. I'll give the old Ferris Bueller analogy, or the old Ferris Bueller quote. Why are you still here? It's over. Go home. I mean, the Browns stink. The Browns are terrible. They get... The final score, mate, it looks like they actually got demolished. They really did for most of the game. I'd argue they gave themselves a little bit of a chance near the end of the game, but like everything else this season, uh, the coaching staff, by baffling game management decisions and then the players just not executing, just completely let all of the air out of the proverbial bag and – the Browns end up getting destroyed by the New England Patriots. And, uh, yeah. We're going to be here, and we're going to be doing these postgame shows every week after Browns games. But, uh, it's good. I, I don't have any words. I really don't. We'll get into all of it. Uh, let me bring in, uh, my co host, uh, Steven. You can probably tell how I'm doing. How are you doing? Oh my god, are you kidding me? I'm like super pumped today. Holy moly. This Seriously. Yeah, no kidding. I mean, this is such a big day. Oh, I I think I know where you're going now. Ladies and gentlemen, your Cleveland Guardians have a chance to knock out the New York Yankees. Let's go. You have a chance to exact revenge for 2020 wildcard and 2017 ALDS. The most miserable game I've ever been to in person. Game five of that series. Let's freaking go. Let's do this. Oh, and he hits the post. Oh, yeah. Let's go. Oh, oh. Hits the post Uncle Rizzy style right there. We are, we are Cleveland. Boy, I just went zero to 60 in about two seconds. <coughs> How That's can you right. not? Forget the freaking Browns. Well, we played football today? Ah, trifles. This is the big time. 7.07. In fact, I don't know. You might be listening to this after the game, after we knock out those freaks. Oh, my goodness, baby. This. <laughs> we have gone. We have come so far. The very beginning, we said it was just going to be okay. If we even go 500, it's a good year. And then the team just kept getting better and better and better, and they were just steamrolling people in September. 
God, in April, I hated that song. I love it now. You know, if you go back and you read the YouTube comments from Lina, April, Lina, Lina, it's Lina. so funny like, yeah. how, how almost every comment is negative. Yet now you read the comments from now, and it's completely different. Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. The energy has completely shifted. And the ending of Game 3, oh, my goodness and this and, and, and this is all possible because of <sighs> last night, what happened. And, you know, when the Yankees – I'm almost to the point now when, especially with this team, it's almost like I'm just tr- trying reverse psychology because when – when the Yankees took the 4-2 lead last night, you could just tell. The ballpark was dead. Everything just seemed dead. And I was just like, now nah, this game's over. Yeah, our hitters were getting out every time in the fourth fifth. Yeah, and, and, I think a big, so, and I think a big part of it was we were smacking the ball all over the yard in the first two innings, and we only scored one run in each of the first two innings. That hurt. It did hurt. And the because Guardians, we, you know, they had two fly balls practically to the wall that just barely didn't get out. And, you know, yeah. it's just that's the way it goes sometimes. <laughs> then in the sixth inning where they had another rally, and that ended on a line drive shot that ended up going right to the second baseman. Yeah. You know, that was bad luck also. Um, but you could just, you know, in spite of all of that, the Guardians, they just have no quit whatsoever. No. They just none. continue to. They refuse to die. They, they like you said, they don't quit. They always, you know, when we talked – Leading into this playoff series, I I made a point of saying over and over again that this team doesn't know what they don't know. This team does not feel pressure at all. They don't know what playoff pressure is, and they're not playing like it. No, they like don't. Like we talked about before we started recording, we've played five playoff games this year. We've won four of them, and a rookie, Oscar Gonzalez, has three either go-ahead or game-winning hits in three of those four wins. <laughs> It's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And you, you know what this series is? If, if I could, I don't know, if I could analogize this series, this is like Guardians versus Yankees. This is like Link going into a battle with Ganon and deciding, I'm not, I, I don't know, <laughs> he, he doesn't have a Master Sword. He's just going to use the fairy slingshot. Yeah, and he's just gonna beat him with you know well, it's the, death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, basically, I mean, it's the yeah, I mean it's the it's the old biblical. Uh, Biblical story of David versus Goliath. Right. I mean, and and only and only in because to be honest with you, I think the Yankees are horribly overrated. But if you just look of it from a look at it from a salary standpoint, I mean, it's a that's exactly what it is. I mean, the Guardians are playing at three and a half times less of a of a roster salary, a team salary than the Yankees are. I'm surprised. Yankers' team that salary much. is like 280 million dollars. The Guardians, which I didn't even know it was this high, is 82 million. Mm. I thought it was more like 60, but you know, whatever. Uh, I guess they count that with uh, Jose's kicked-in new contract. I was going to say that that had to have contributed <laughs> quite a bit. So yeah, it's it's absolutely insane what they're doing, and you know, uh, I, I I saw I I saw some people saying you know well. You know, even if they do uh, end up beating the Yankees, uh, you know, they got they get to play the Astros in the next round. And I'm like, okay, so what? Bring them on. Who right. cares? Again, this team it's this team is not going to fold under some sort of pressure against the Astros. This team does not know what pressure is because they're a bunch of kids just going out there and having fun, and they're playing 
without a care in the world, and they're playing without any sort of pressure because not a single person, even the people that are diehard Cleveland Guardians fans, never would have picked this team to do this this year. Yeah, no. I mean, this is mm-hmm. something that this is something that I'm sure even the organization was probably banking on probably two years down the road. Yeah, they weren't thinking this now. Not a chance. No. I mean, obviously, take it any day of the week, but yeah, I mean, this. The, it, you, you hear the term being thrown out, always being thrown out a lot. The team is playing with house money. I mean, this is as much money on the house as you could possibly get, especially if they complete the job at home tonight and beat the Yankees three out of four in the playoffs. I mean, how sweet would that be? And we're going to see what the Yankees are made of here because that was an absolute backbreaker of a loss. Yeah. You know, you know somebody, I was listening to, uh, I was listening to uh, some Yankees uh, commentary late last night as I obviously I don't, and I'm sure most of Cleveland just couldn't immediately get to sleep right after that game. Uh, a lot of Yankee people, Yankees, uh, commentators are nervous about tonight's game because they think that the Yankees are going to be tight tonight, especially their lineup. Now I'm a little worried for our lineup going up against Garrett Cole because he's pretty good. Uh, But, and we'll talk, we'll talk about it in a little bit. We do have to go over the Browns a little bit. So we will get into the Browns before we preview tonight's game four with the guardians and the Yankees. But, you know, if the Guardians can get to the sixth or seventh inning with the lead, start spreading the news. The Yankees are done. <laughs> well, anyway, I did want to get to uh, the big moment. We we touched on it a little bit last night, but uh, here is courtesy of uh, WTAM and uh, – the greatest play-by-play voice uh, in the game today, Tom Hamilton. Here it comes. A swing and a liner back up the middle base, hit into center. Here comes Quan. Here comes Rosario. The Guardians win. He's done it again. 11 seconds. Tom Hamilton lets you listen to the crowd and lets you soak in that scene for 11 seconds in between uh, calling uh, the game-winning run and then saying, he's done it again for Oscar Gonzalez, who, as as I mentioned, has now either hit the game-winning walk-off hit or the go-ahead hit in these playoffs three times out of our four wins. You know, in professional sports, there are some athletes, they just go there, they see it as a job, they collect a paycheck, they go home after the game, whatever. Yeah. doesn't seem like we have any of those guys on the Guardians. No, and it's, it's, like, it's because they're all that, kids. That game-winning hit, there were people, like, Rosario was not even, like, halfway yeah. to home plate from third yeah. base, and there's already players running yep. on the field to yeah. celebrate. See, guys, like, yeah. I mean, like, it was, it was, I mean, it was all of them, but specifically, I, re- I remember specifically Naylor going nuts, Ramirez, Jimenez. Uh, and then a few of the pitchers that had already pitched tonight. I think McKenzie was uh, was among them. Yeah, it was just it was just on man. If you were there last night, and the Guardians do end up winning this series, I mean that's something that e- even if 
No, I'm not going to say that. I'm not even going to put that in the ether. If the Guardians do go on to win this series and you were there last night, that's going to be something that you're going to remember the rest of your life. Yeah. I mean, I This suppo- team is not supposed to be here. I suppose if the Yankees come back and win the series, that would take some of the shine off of last night. But, yeah. I mean, as a standalone the game, thing, that is yeah. an incredibly memorable the thing game. that I'll the thing that I'll uh, the thing that I'll bring it back to, and a thing that kind of annoys me a little bit, is when people say that their their favorite Guardians memory of all or Indians Guardians whatever memory of all time was Rajay Davis hitting that home run in Game Seven of the World Series. The only thing that yeah. annoys me about that is we ended up losing. You didn't win the game. <laughs> it's just like ah, right. Man. I mean, it was an unbelievable moment. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, um, but yeah, I'm I, I'm talking more so like. Uh, when when Albert Bell sent the the Orioles packing in a series by hitting a game winning home run, or Tony Fernandez in the ALCS in '97 against the Orioles, against the Orioles, um, yeah, stuff like that was on the road, but yeah. you know, be that as it may, Sandy Alomar hitting, uh, or no, it wasn't Sandy, Tony Pena hitting the game winning home run in the first game of the playoffs in '95 against the Red Sox, against the Red Sox, and we ended up sweeping that series. Uh, another great one was. Uh, Kenny Lofton scoring from second on a wild pitch against Seattle in oh, Game Oh, that might have been my favorite play of all the '95 season because, because, he, because he scored because all the way from second. All the base. way from second because Randy Johnson didn't didn't believe that Kenny Lofton would try and score for second, so he didn't cover home plate. <laughs> but yeah, so many of those moments. But uh, if you don't have a guy on him, he'll hurt you bad. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh... I mean, do we even want to go back and talk about the Browns? I suppose we're contractually obligated to do so. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, do you know? Would, do we have any contracts? Do I know of any contracts? I don't know. I don't get paid for this. <laughs> do whatever the hell we want. But yeah, yeah. We're, yeah, we're not professionals here, but uh, yeah. clearly some of the Browns Listen, are not either, based oh, on God. how they're playing right well, now. Well, here's so I I'll go back to something you just said a couple minutes about guys cashing paychecks and not caring. I mean that's the that's the epitome of the Cleveland Browns. They don't give a shit. <laughs> There's not, I mean, come on. John Johnson is stealing money from the Cleveland Browns. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what the hell happened to Grant Delpit. He's awful. The spine of the Cleveland Browns defense is hot, utter garbage. Defensive tackles suck. Anthony Walker out injured. So now the linebackers. So what the hell happened to JOK? I don't know because he, he played looked his, pretty darn good the first few weeks. He played his worst game as a professional football player last week, and he didn't really follow it up with a a bang up job today. No, mm. I mean, for the most part, we actually. What's hilarious about this is we actually, aside from that one touchdown run on third down, uh, in the first half that was a thirty-one yard touchdown for Ramondre Stevenson, which. Small victories for me. He was on my fantasy team, so I mm. smartly started him today, knowing who he was going up against. Cash money. Yeah. Um, aside from that, 31-yard touchdown run, I actually thought the Browns played pretty well against the run, which is hilarious. They just allowed Bailey effing Zappy to go Tom Brady on their ass. Third and long after third and long. You know, it's hilarious. I was watching the game with my dad my brothers. We had family over at my parents' house. <laughs> Every time that the Patriots, like it, it was mostly in the first half, you know, when the Patriots were getting a lot of those procedural penalties and delay games and, you know, whatever, and they would get like backed up like into like third and long situations. 
Mike was just like, oh, they got us right where they want them because they would just convert he was, every single one He of was those. absolutely right. Yeah. First drive of the game, they converted three-thirds and longs, and then <clears throat> they would have converted another third down uh, on third and goal except uh, Hunter Henry, I guess, got pushed out the back of the end zone, and they – Which I didn't understand throw, how – flag I there don't and, understand how – I thought that's only a flag if if the receiver willingly goes out of bounds and then comes back in. He was shoved out of bounds by one of our defenders. Right. I, I know that in the case of a guy being on the sideline, they will almost always yeah. give the receiver. Maybe it's different. If he gets pushed. maybe it's different on the back of the end. And that same is, is true on like punt return. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it is different in the end zone. But uh, be that as it may, it really didn't have much of an out, a change in the outcome in this game. Well, I'll say this. Really, the only there's, I mean, I'm uh, there's no moral victories at all. But the only bright, the not only, today. The only bright spot is it seems like your kicker got back on track today, which is good. And then Miles Garrett had a really good game. The guy is obviously hurt, and I'm not going to give him any sort of sympathy because the reason why he's hurt is because he was a knucklehead and was driving way too fast. He's a knucklehead. Yeah, but he had he had two sacks. One of them was a strip sack that the Browns recovered. It's not his fault that the offense couldn't turn around and score any points off of it, but we'll leave that at we'll leave that there. Jacoby Brissett is, I mean, he's he's about at the end of the rope. He, I'd like to think that's not the case, but he's been poor two weeks out of the last three now. Yeah. Um, well, I see. I didn't. I was not expecting him to have a good game today, just because if there's a coach that absolutely knows him inside and out, it's Bill Belichick because he was. He played there for a few years at the beginning of his career. But the thing about Jacoby Brissett that everybody has been saying is, oh, well, he, he'll be an accurate passer and he won't turn the ball over. Well, he had three turnovers today. And prior to today, he had only had one in, in most games, but they came at the worst possible times. Now, obviously, the one against the Jets, we're going to absolve him from because that one, everybody was just so shell-shocked and – you know, whatever. But the Falcons game, the game against the Chargers last week, and then today, I mean, he was just giving the Patriots the ball every chance he got. He was awful. Um, there was nothing good about this game. Nothing. There was nothing good offensively. There was nothing. Well, okay. Special teams was good. I'll at least, not, I'll at least grant you that. Kate not York true. was three of three. Not all of special teams. We muffed a punt and lost a fumble on, on a punt return. Yeah, that was very The kicker negative. was good. That's what Cade York was three of three, hit a fifty-one yard field goal. Yes. I mean, if he does that last week, the Browns get a victory. Uh, <sighs> the you know the, the punter, Bohorquez, continues to have a good season, but yeah. you know it's it's. But then they muff a punt. We're re- we're really just scraping for anything at this point because offensively it was terrible, defensively it was a disaster again. They're just and, horrible. They are and, horrible. And coaching, they're horrible. They have to make a change. You can't keep rolling this out there and doing this because it's not getting better. It's getting worse. I mean, say all you want about the fact that we actually played a like last week we actually played a good team and we only lost by two. And I know you got upset because the fans were booing, but I'm te- I'm telling you. Well, they had every right to boo today. Well, I know, but you can't. For me, you can't compartmentalize. Uh, fans feelings game after game it's a whole thing and the past month has been awful for this football team awful this is three losses in a row now they deserve to get booed off the field you listening to me miles i know it's not your fault you lost but those comments you made after the jets game 
about how the fans should not boo your performance. Yeah, they should boo your asses. You guys lost by more than three touchdowns at home to a mediocre New England Patriots team. Yeah, it's not even like you're playing one of the best teams in the league today. No. You know? I mean, and you're 2-4 you and four now, and you got Baltimore on the road and Cincinnati at home on Monday Night Football. You've now put yourself completely back up against the wall, and your only recourse to save yourself now is to win both of those games. Yeah. And do we have any, based on what you've seen in the last few weeks, do you have any confidence whatsoever no. that the Browns can do that? God, no. They. <laughs> Why should I have any confidence that we're going to go into Baltimore and win? Maybe because Baltimore is giving away games in the fourth quarter just as bad as the Browns are. I mean, right, I, but I, I'm I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. But here. It, it, if if you're comparing uh, apples to apples with we give up big leads, they give up big leads. Then you go to okay, Jacoby Brissett versus Lamar Jackson. I mean, where's the pendulum swing on that one? I mean, I know Lamar has not been great. He's, but he's been killing his team with turnovers late in the game. Like almost that sounds familiar. I mean, yeah, right. So. So I, who knows? Something's got to give. I mean, I'm I'm certainly not projecting the Browns to win next week based on what they're doing. Right. But it was if, just but hey, if they want to save themselves, that's what they got to do. Full yeah. stop. Yeah. Because the one thing I said two weeks ago was they haven't lost a game in the division yet. Technically, that's still true. Yeah. If you want to get, I mean, if you want to get really down in the weeds right now, Cincinnati and Baltimore are three and three. You're only a game out. You win both of those games, you could conceivably be tied for the division lead. But again. That's a really tall order the way the team's playing. And now we have three AFC losses. Yeah. Which I didn't think either one of us thought the Browns were going to get in the playoffs with a wild card this year anyway. But no. That's now that's now essentially completely off the table. Yeah, you yeah, I mean your only path it's crazy. We're only six weeks into the season and your only path for success is to win the AFC North. Yeah. We didn't get to that point last year until about week twelve or thirteen. You know? It's bad. It's bad. And I'm sorry, all you uh, Kevin Stefanski supporters. Uh, he, he's getting worse. He's not getting better. Yeah, we're getting to that point, and that was the last thing I put in my post-game tweet today. But just to, again, run it down in case you didn't see it. Fumbled away a punt. Let a third-string QB throw for 300-plus yards and two touchdowns. Ugh. Gave up a 31-yard rush TV on a on a draw play on third and 10, which was basically just a give-up call by the Patriots, and yet they got a touchdown out of it. Turned the ball over four times. Had Jacoby Brissett throw 36 or 45 times and only ran Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt 16 times. Nick Chubb had 12 carries. Terrible. 12 absolutely ridiculous this game didn't get out of hand until until the, very the, end. until the middle of the fourth quarter and then on top of all so you did all those things wrong and this would add up to a loss most get most days and it would lead to a lot of negativity and rightfully so but you also kevin stefanski committed the cardinal sin of coaching in the game of football you went for two when you were down by nine points in the fourth quarter. What the bleep? Yeah, I don't understand why people say that. That people can 
continue to say that that's the right call. I just don't understand it. My brother tried telling me that, I, oh, well, if you go for two, you know, you'll at least you'll know exactly what you'll have to. That that, that argument doesn't hold water because you're gonna know as well if you just kick the extra point. If you kick the yeah, okay. If you mix, if you miss the extra point on that, at that point, you know, you're probably thinking to yourself, okay, well, it's just not meant to be. If you go for two and you don't get it, that's just you being stupid. Your brother is a great human being, aside from the fact that he went to Akron. <laughs> um, but no, seriously, he's got a great paying job. He's got a great wife. He's got two great kids. He's just, you know, he's a great guy. On this particular issue, he is a moron. <laughs> Period. You don't oh. go for two until you have to. Yes. Period. Yes. Because bottom line is, if you are down by eight, you are in the game. Yes. If you are down by nine, you are not in the game. Yes. And on and top of this, so making the point even more, the Patriots got the next touchdown of the game after we muffed the punt and then they you know, had the short field and scored, which made it 31 to 15. Guess what? Whether you're down by nine or 16, it's still a two-score game. It doesn't really matter. Those seven points mattered less than the one point yeah. you lost by not kicking the PAT. Yeah, and because and because you kicked uh, that or you went for it for two points down nine, you had to kick an onside kick the very next kick, which you recovered, but because one of your players slid out of bounds and touched the ball, New England got the ball back and ended up scoring that touchdown. Sidebar, why are NFL teams so bad at recovering onside kicks all of a sudden? Well, the rules have made it almost a statistical impossibility to be able to recover it. But the rules don't seem to be helping as much as they should. Well, not in the case of the Browns. <laughs> I mean, New England got away with this one on a technicality, but like... Like, did New England like not think we were going to... They didn't even have somebody like go for the ball. They must have been caught off guard. Yeah, which is hilarious given it's a Bill Belichick coach team. That guy's never caught off guard on anything. Right. But, like, I mean, kick it, it did make sense because because you didn't or get the two-point conversion. You, you still needed two scores. Right. Maybe you didn't care because it was a two-score game. <laughs> Freaking morons, man. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Make it make sense. You can't. It doesn't make sense. Oh, you, you'll know what you need. and uh, You're still going to know what you need if you kick the extra point. This is my thing. If you're down by 15... And you score a touchdown. You've already scored once. If you kick the extra point, you're only going to need to score one more time. If you're down by 15 and you score and you go for two and you don't get it, you're going to have to score two more times, which means you have to score three times in that span or two. What's easier to do? That onside kick was truth serum. I mean, it really was because if it's an eight-point game, there's no way in hell the Browns. It doesn't kick. make sense. But alas, and how many times on first and ten did we come out with an empty, empty set with no running back uh, back there? Because Kevin Stefanski hates Nick Chubb. My God, the guy is just trying to prove that his uh, that his offense works and it's a passing offense. Newsflash, Jacoby Brissett is your quarterback. Like, I don't understand. If you, Like, listen, if you want to do that stuff and Deshaun Watson is your quarterback, fine. 
Jacoby Brissett is your quarterback. The guy has played six games. He has six touchdowns. Won a game. This is this is the it's the analytics, but analytics doesn't take into account who the hell you're snapping the ball to. I'm so sick and tired of talking and hearing about analytics. I'm almost at the point where anybody who is involved with the Browns and analytics should be fired. Well, that's I, not gonna happen. I, I, seriously, I'm just so done with all these things they're doing, like going forward on fourth and goal at the four, and you know, not. I mean, that is the okay. I mentioned this one on Twitter. Or how about, or how about going forward on fourth down from your own thirty-four in the third quarter? Right. Like they did against the Chargers. I mean, that's just it. that's just total stupidity. That. But going forward on fourth down and goal from the four or the five is the NFL's version of corporate greed. Really, yeah. you have three points that is just being given to you. Yeah. And you're like, no, I don't want it because I want seven at all costs. Yeah, and uh, uh, newsflash to Kevin Stefanski, who, by the way, has gotten his – he's gotten de-pantsed by Bill Belichick in the two games that he's coached against him. Bill Belichick kicked the field goal in the first quarter when he got the fourth down at the five-yard line. Now, obviously, they beat our ass by 23, so that wasn't a factor in the game. But you don't understand how demoralizing it is when you get down there and you just don't come away with points. Yeah, do you want a touchdown? Yes, but not everything works out perfectly. Take the three points and move on. And it's even dumber when you consider the fact, okay, so if the Browns had an actual good defense... You might say to yourself, okay, we don't get it going for it on the one, the two, or the three-yard line on fourth down and goal. The other team's got to go 97, 98 yards. Yeah. You know, they're not going to do that. But teams have done that on the Browns consistently yeah. this season. Yeah. So it makes even less sense to go for in that situation. Yeah. So it's all bad. The Browns are 2-4. and four. Uh, We play Baltimore at Baltimore next week, and then we host Cincinnati on Halloween night on uh, Monday Night Football. Um, I, I'm already thinking that the season is over, even though <laughs> unbelievably we're still one game out of first place, but I just, I can't see this team, this team turning it around at this point. It I is officially can't. turn the lights out if they lose next week in Baltimore. Yeah. I'm already saying that this week, just because yeah. I, I can't, I can't see it turning around. I listen, there is not an unrealistic, uh, probability that the Browns are going to be two and nine when, when. Deshaun Watson comes back. I mean, I was going to throw three and eight out there. I was like, you could play any offense you want when Deshaun Watson comes back in your three and eight. But wow, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe they won't win another game before that. <laughs> I mean, what what game? What game? What game do you look at right now? And and you feel good about? It? I mean, maybe Miami, but two is probably going to be back by then, and it's in Miami. Yeah, I mean that. Well, maybe Tampa's not as good as we thought. They That's were. true. They lost to they lost but, to like Pittsburgh. I mean, the whole Giselle Bunch and Tom Brady thing is clearly just. <laughs> You know, yeah, he can havoc like, yeah, with that he's, team. Yeah, he's. But like, yeah, I mean, those might be your only two shots. You're not going to beat Buffalo. No. You're, and then th- that just leaves the other two division games. So like, yeah, yeah. For me, the lights out. Hmm. It's not even flickering at this point. So, first energy's not going to like this segment. No, not at all. Shout out. Yeah. Well, they're they're yeah. Never mind. I was going to say something, but. Uh, okay, so we are actually butting up to game time, so we usually go around the NFL. We're not going to be able to do that tonight. Um, we got to get into this game with uh, the Guardians and the Yankees in game four. I will just very casually say that picks are going pretty well so far today. I'm 6-2, and two and uh, Dan is 5-3 and three thus far. 
Um, so yeah, we'll yeah we'll post those uh, once all the games this week are are flushed out. But hopefully, four o'clock window goes better than last week. Game four tonight: Garrett Cole for the Yankees, Cal Quantrill for the Guardians. The Guardians have never lost a game in Progressive Field that Cal Quantrill has started. Yeah. If that is not broken tonight, we are moving on to the ALCS. We're headed, we are headed to Houston. That's an unbelievable stat, by the way. Yeah. Um, what do you think tonight? Oh, Predictions. I think, oh, uh, okay. So, okay, we're going right for the jugular here. Uh, yeah, so... Now you know what I think the Guardians are going to come out and they're going to they're going to I don't know if it's going to be the first inning but it's going to be early mm-hmm. and they're going to smack Garrett Cole around. Okay. And they're going to be up like I don't know probably like four to one in the fifth. I don't think the Yankees are are so unprideful that they're just going to let this game get out of hand. But I do see the Guardians with about a two or three run lead in the seventh inning and the bullpen is not going to give it up. Hmm. So yeah, I would say like maybe five three, especially because probably Guardians s- win. If all goes right, seven eight nine is going to be uh, Stefan, Karen Check, and Classe. Good luck, Yankees. Yeah. Um, for me, I think the pivotal part is going to be early in this game. I think that the Yankees are going to come out and try, and I think they're going to be swinging for their from their shoes in the beginning of this game. Well, if that's Quantrill, what they do. That would be very on-brand. Yeah, if Quantrill can get out of the first few innings without giving up any damage, there is going to be so much pressure on the Yankees the rest of this game because what we just said, they know. They know that if they're not winning going into the, the last third of the game, they're in deep crap with our bullpen. Our bullpen on, on all three of those guys rested yesterday. So they are in deep trouble if they don't get a lead early in this game. So if the Guardians can can hop on them and get a lead, they're going to get real tight in the batter's boxes. And the Guardians get a if the Guardians get a lead early, that crowd starts getting into it, they start feeling it. You know. I think it's turn out the lights, the party's over. We did it for the Browns. I think it's the same for the Yankees. I think the Guardians are going to win tonight. You know, and I think we're moving on. You got to give the Guardians the benefit of the doubt. They played 3 home games in the playoffs. They've won all 3. Yeah. And none of it, them have been easy, but they've won all 3. Right. But it's the playoffs. No game should be easy and, in the playoffs. You know, I'm feeling a little bit <coughs> actually bashful about the fact that I did not pick the Guardians to win this series, and part of it was cuz I didn't think they were going to win last night. Yeah. I thought the Yankees were going to come in and they were going to win game three. Yeah. And until the certainly last play of the game, way. it looked like it was going to be that way. It certainly but looked that that's way. that's exactly it. That is the energy or the magic, if you want to call it that, of this team that they were able to somehow pull off that three-run rally in, in the ninth Very inning. Nice. I mean, that just doesn't happen in in normal circumstances. Right. But if you look out across – actually, I'm going to go expand a little bit here – if you look out across the entire MLB postseason playoff bracket, there is some incredible weird stuff going on right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you look at the National League, you've got the five and the six seed in the National League going at in the NLCS, yeah. Philly and San Diego. This means, guys, I know we've got a long way before we have to talk about this, but yeah. in a theoretical situation where the Guardians go to the World Series, they're going to be hosting yeah. in 
game one and two. They will have home field advantage in, in the World Series. If That's incredible. There. Yeah. The American, it's guaranteed had, now that the American League will have home field advantage. You had three teams in the NL that had over 100 wins. You had one that won 111. Yep, and they're all gone. Out. Gone. Get out. One was gone in the wild card, and the other two just got eliminated last night or yesterday. Unbelievable. Yeah, absolutely crazy. And I'll tell you what, uh, I know I know your dad is obviously a Philly fan. Um, they remind me a lot of the Braves from last year. The Braves were an 88-win team last year that that kind of just barely got into the playoffs, and then they got it's it's you get hot at the right time. I mean, That's we're talking exactly we're, it. We're talking about it with the Guardians on the American League side of the bracket, and the Phillies are that team on the on the on the NL side. And I mean, obviously, you can say the Padres too, but I, I for me, I think the Padres are just finally starting to live up to their hype. Oh, yeah. right, with all of the off-season and mid-season yeah. moves they made? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously it's still an upset that they beat the Dodgers. The Dodgers were the best team in baseball in the regular season. But they got the job done. And, yeah, like you said, how crazy would it be if Game 1 of the World Series was in Cleveland? It was like that in 2016. I mean, either scenario would be fabulous as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Like, well, in yeah. one scenario, Listen, it'd be yeah. Cleveland Philly. I'm not gonna. Which, yeah, I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna bitch about the fact that we're 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 getting game one at home or not. That's we're just know, in the World Series. That's family v family. You know, yeah. intra party warfare there. Or we play San Diego and I get the an entire week worth of Ron Burgundy memes. <laughs> <laughs> you stay classy, San Diego. Oh, follow yeah. me at Stiffs McGee. Hello. Um, so yeah, so we both have the Guardians winning tonight. I think we're just we're. I, I'm jumping off my original prediction of, uh, on the series now. <laughs> well, I, like, I, I mean, like you said, three you was thought, was the, the the swinger. Agreed. Like, like you said, you thought that the Guardians, you thought that the Yankees were going to win last night, uh, even before the series started. Right. And like we said, it looked like you were going to be right for about eight and a half innings. Um, but this Guardians team, man, it's just something about them. Something about them and something about that ballpark because that ballpark has had magic in it since 1994. And all it needs is for, is for the team to put itself in position in that ballpark and special things happen. I, I just can't I, – I cannot explain it. You know, obviously you had the teams in the 90s who you just felt like just would never lose. Obviously we never won a championship to, uh, to kind of qualify that statement, but – um, you know, insane memories in the '90s, and then even in the 2000s. You know, 2000, 2007. We kind of in the regular season was amazing. They had some unbelievable moments, and then obviously the playoffs. They kind of made the ALCS and were up three to one on the Red Sox, who friggin', were the best team in baseball that year. Friggin' Joel Skinner, mm. not sending Kenny Lofton in Game Seven, and, and oh God. Ah, uh. but anyway. We don't need that bad juju, but yeah, I just, I just think I, I. We you know, mentioned some, earlier in the show house money. This team is playing with house money tonight. I think they're going to be loose. I think they're going to be confident, and like I said, get a lead early on this Yankee team, and I think that they are going to choke. If you get a lead on them early, I feel really good. The pressure is all on them. Yeah. Entirely oh, on 100%. the Yankees. And then if you, yeah, even at 0-0, first pitch tonight, the pressure is all on them. But if you put up 
two, three runs early in the game. It even, just compounds even, that. Even, even though, more. even though they have they have the ability to to tie a three zero deficit with one swing. I Which just, they did and took the lead later last night. Yeah, yes. I just think tonight. I just think they're going to be too. They're going to be gripping that bat too tight. They're not going to be loose. And if the Guardians get a lead early, I think you're going to see a lot of Yankee strikeouts because mm. they are going to be swinging from their heels, and they are going to be trying to hit the ball out of the ballpark on every single. Because to swing. a large degree, that's all they know. That's that's how they score. You know, they're coming out and they're taking the. You know, I'll use the True. master sword analogy again. They'll they'll just you know, go. And you know yeah. one one shot, you know. What about the Bagoron sword? Oh. <laughs> uh. So yeah. So, uh, we're actually like I said, we're butting up on game time right now. So if you're listening to this, hopefully maybe you're listening to this during the game. I don't know, or maybe you'll listen after. If we win, let's party, Cleveland. If we lose, hey, let's go to the Bronx. Still, game still five. Got game five. Let's go to the Bronx. Game five, and let's beat their ass. So. Go guards. Bring it home tonight. Let's go beat those cheating Astros in the ALCS. And let's shock the freaking world, man. The scenario you laid out over a week ago where the Guardians win the World Series, it is now very much in reach. It is so much more in reach now than it's ever been. You know, some call me prophetic, some call me lucky. You know, I just, you know, who's to who's to know, really? I mean, really, it, it's gone exactly how you would have wanted it. You know, the Guardians knock out the Rays. They're two, up 2-1 on the Yankees. There's mayhem on the National League side where the, their best teams are getting knocked out. And in the other ALCS series, yeah, it's Houston. Houston's really good. I get that. Guardians, I think, won four or seven games against them this season. Mm-hmm. The other team that they, they could have gone up against is Seattle, who completely owned us and won on six out of seven. The Guardians fear so, nobody. So I got to tell you, everything has broken exactly how you would want it to. Yeah. All they got to do is do what the Browns have been unable to do. Do it is tonight, man. Get they, it done. They are the absolute antithesis of the Browns. The complete opposite. <clears throat> so they find a way to win. Let's go. Let's go, guards. Let's go, Cal Quantrill. Let's go, boys. Everybody at that building, I know I don't really need to say this, but make that an atmosphere like like never heard before, and let's bring it home. So we're going to go and uh, watch this game right now, so we got to go. But I appreciate you guys uh, listening to it. Uh, follow us on social media. At Stiffs McGee. At Daniel J. Ford. And you can follow the show at the LOTL podcast. And We will be back with you Tuesday night, the hopefully next- for a – ALCS preview episode. Yes, absolutely. And if not, uh, we'll probably be pretty sad. Yes. But happy (laughs) thoughts. Happy thoughts. So we'll see you, everybody. Have a good night. And uh, let's go Guardians. Go Guardians.